Welcome to Golden Hour, a podcast dedicated to spreading light. You'll hear stories and interviews from people who have taken difficult circumstances and made beauty and success out of it. Stories of resilience, love, grace, and hope. One of my favorite quotes, and a quote that inspired this podcast by Rupi Kaur, the world gives you so much pain, and here you are making gold out of it. There's nothing purer than that. I hope you enjoy and spread a little sunshine today. Hello, and welcome to the Golden Hour podcast. As always, my name is Kimmy Cantrell. I am your host, and I have a very fun guest with me today, somebody who has quite frankly impacted me mind, body, and soul. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a moment, but I have Dr. Jeff Ludwig with me here today. Hi, Dr. Jeff. Hey, Kimmy, how are you today? I am doing awesome. And I, I hope that you're doing awesome too. And I'm excited to have you here. Dr. Jeff is actually my chiropractor and that is how I met him, but um, he does so much more than just chiropractic, and I'm excited to dive in deeper for those of you that are listening who are familiar to the world of chiropractic, what it can do and what it can't do for you, um, but also just kind of the journey of how you got to be who you are and where you are today, um, which, you know, I found you because I was going to see a chiropractor in Georgia, and my friend who worked for that chiropractor found you and had awesome things to say about you just from seeing you online. So, um, so I'm interested to just kind of talk about your journey that, that got you to be who you are today. Um, so you ready to have some fun? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So first I'm going to do an icebreaker with you. Um, and I'm going to ask you if you had to be an ice cream flavor, what would you be? And why would that be who you are? I would be chocolate, coconut, almond. Ooh, um, because um, that's sort of who I am. I'm not just one thing. I'm two or three things. And yeah. um, three sort of a magic number in my life as we go through this will probably connect with that message as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your three. Yeah, so, well, a little bit about me just to keep it short. So, um, Going way back, middle school, right? 12, 12 years old, I had this idea that I wanted three occupations in my life. I didn't know what they were gonna be other than as most kids when they're in school, they don't know much about occupation. So they, they wanna be a teacher, right? Cause they're around teaching all the time. So mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do. And um, I was an athlete, I was a swimmer. I wanted to be a swim coach. So that was my first path. And I don't know why I wanna do three occupations, but uh, you know, it's a noble thing to be an accountant your whole life or to be a doctor your whole life or a cook your whole life. But I just thought that life was a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. So I, um, so teaching was number one. And when I was um, finishing up my senior year, my mother was going to a chiropractor and uh, this chiropractor really taught me about what chiropractic truly was about. I'm thinking, this is it. This is my second career. Um, and so the goal was to teach 10 years. I ended up teaching 13 years of high school. Uh, I had to get some prerequisites in, had some really good athletes that I was coaching, state champs and stuff like that. So just the way God led me. But um, so I left teaching at age 34, no debt. Everybody thought I was nuts. I left my, <laughs> I left my wife to be, um, I went to Atlanta, right? You know about Atlanta. 
I went to do. Atlanta for five years to get my doctorate. And, uh, and uh, I just felt led to do this and lost 90% of my pension, all these things. And um, so I've been doing this over 20 some years. So this is my second career. So this is maybe my, my coconut, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so that's where I am right now. I'm working on my third career. I've been working on it, um, or third pathway, if you will. Um, how to teach doctors how to teach. So I'm mm -hmm. using that skill set of, I wanted everything to overlap. So teaching is number one, doctor means teacher. And then just use that skill set. Uh, Cause it just, I think one of my, if I can pat myself, one of my gifts is I'm able to communicate with people and not necessarily dumb it down, but make it simple. So people can make simple decisions. And sometimes mm -hmm. uh, at least in the doctor world, they, they don't know how to do that. So I've been dabbling in that. And uh, um, so that that's the next transition into my growth as, as a person and, and giving back to this, this world. Well, I can, one, I love that story, but I can really um, agree with that because, you know, anybody who's listened to this podcast or knows me knows that I was raised by a doctor and a nurse and I'm about to be married to one and my world has just kind of revolved around healthcare, but there's still so much I don't know because I, you know, I majored in communication. I was as much arts as possible. You know, I was so far away from the science. And so I remember upon first meeting you, there was so much I didn't understand, but I knew I needed help. And you were just so able to relay it in a way that made sense to me that I was able to like, exactly like you said, make a solid decision myself based on your ability to help me understand what was happening. So I would agree that that's definitely a gift of yours. And I'm glad that you share it with people. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just it's just who I am, you know. And mm -hmm. every you just have to, you know, um, you know, I've never wanted a job, right? Right. I, you know, where you have to go to work. It. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I want to. more comfortable saying occupation or who I am. I mean, mm -hmm. some chiropractors are afraid to say I'm a chiropractor. You know, mm -hmm. they want to use the word doctor. So they have that word doctor over them. But I'm proud of who I am and proud of my profession so much that I want to help it out, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think education, and I can just speak for my profession, um, uh, they're, they're split a little bit. And I think they get the message. Um, I, I, the problem with my profession is um, the, the problem is, isn't, the medical community, it's not insurance companies, it's not social media in a way, but it's its chiropractors that do things that have nothing to do with chiropractic. Mm -hmm. So I think the public's confused about really what we do and it's really quite simple and, and it's been around since 1895. So I try to stay true to, to the principles uh, of what chiropractic is. So mm -hmm. um, I, I wanna help the profession with that. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, you know, because I think probably a lot of people, I know the more people I talk to, like in my peer group, in my generation, they don't go to the chiropractor. They don't really know why it's helpful. And, and I try to explain it, but I really can't other than that, like before I went, I felt bad and now I feel great. So, yeah, um, yeah. so can you talk a little bit more to that? Sure. So chiropractic, um, you know, we've been dubbed into this or pushed into this back pain model. Uh, that happened around 
73 when insurance companies got involved and we had to pick somebody in our profession, let's just push you into back pain. It was never about back pain and neck pain until the 70s when insurance companies got involved. So every time I diagnose somebody, there has to be some component. Um, before that, I mean, the first, the first adjustment, you know, 1895 was done on someone who couldn't hear. Um, and they, they adjusted a bone in this person's neck and they, the guy regained his hearing. And so they thought it was a cure wow. for hearing, but they realized it was more than that. Back then, uh, medicine thought that disease came from bad blood, right? Early 1900s. So they would do bloodletting and leech, put leeches on you and all these things. And chiropractors said, no, 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 no. It's not your cardiovascular system that runs everything. It's your nerves. And then finally, people came, came together at some point. Oh yeah, the, the chiropractors were right. Um, and, you know, just some amazing things like chiropractic started x-ray. People, most people don't know that. And it's kind of ironic. There's people in our profession that want us to not do x-rays anymore. It's like, oh my goodness. I mean, there's so many things I see in x-ray that if uh, to see is to know, to not to see is to guess. And I don't want to guess on their health. Um, for instance, I might find two or three aneurysms a year in my practice. And God forbid, wow. if I didn't see that and I would try to take care of them, I would possibly, you know, hurt them and certainly don't want to do that. But chiropractic is all about the nervous system. It just so happens your spine protects it. So I think the best way to, right here comes a teaching moment, the, <laughs> the best way to explain uh, what I do or my mindset, think of me more as an electrician, right? So mm -hmm. let's say you have a light in your living room and the light won't come on and you know it's a new light bulb. And of course, what the directions say, make sure it's plugged in, what's plugged in. So where are you gonna go next? Well, generally people will go to the circuit breakers, right? And you go down there and you say, oh, the circuit breaker is tripped, right? We're gonna turn it back on. And that's really what your segments in your spine are. They're switches, they're circuit breakers. And every medical book would agree with that. Um, I think the AMA says that 92% of health issues are related to a misaligned vertebrae and what that nerve goes to. And so the whole idea of feeling good, my goodness, I want, you know, pain's a good motivator, mm -hmm. but it's not a good indicator of how healthy people are. You know, there's no pain with heart attacks usually. 65% the first symptom is, isn't chest pain. It's sometimes it's death, it's pretty scary. Cancer, you really don't get any symptoms to stage four. So um, to be proactive, you know, um, Everybody should have a healthy spine. And the challenge is, is that spines, just like trees, grow the wrong way. So if a bone misaligns, what happens is the joint is protected with inflammation. It's the inflammation that squeezes on that nerve. And then there's interference to healing. So I really don't heal anybody. I just find the switch that's not in the right position. We turn the switch on and then the power is on. The messages now can go from the brain to the body and tell it what to do. Um, I see 30% of my practice is children. Um, and the first question is, or when people see me adjust children, it's like, oh my goodness, he has a baby. Why is he adjusting the baby? Well, they have a spine, they have a nervous system. Um, we had a baby that was colicky this past week and then constipated. All they did is adjusted the switches that control that. And for the first time in three weeks, that baby was, wasn't, was sleeping at night, wasn't screaming and was pooping, which is what babies need to do, right? Yep. So, <laughs> so it's, I, I'd say if you have to come full circle, think of chiropractic more as going to a chiropractor's electrician. 
Uh, pain is the low hanging fruit. We can take care of back pain and neck pain, but that nerve that goes to neck pain might go to your thyroid or the pain in between your back uh, may go to your heart. Um, and so that's my job is to find these misalignments are called subluxations, correct them as best as we can that day. And through time, we can really make some changes. And, and, the, and the end result is the body can heal itself. That's yep. really what we want to do, to heal from the inside out rather than the outside in. Yeah, I love that. And I'm sure you have so many stories of people who've come in with all types of issues and, and leave better. Um, and I know I, I can attest to that I, I look like a mostly healthy person, but I was a competitive athlete my whole life. So I feel like so many parts of my body were just compacted. And, and I say to myself all the time, when I have kids, if they're going to be in a competitive sport or even at all, I, there's no way that they're not going to have that coupled with chiropractic care, because I just think it sets them up for better success and better healing and health. But but I really do also want to talk about kind of rewinding in your story a little bit, the moment when you took that step of faith and you left your 13 long, awesome career. I imagine you were an amazing high school teacher and people probably really looked up to you and I imagine you're a great coach. And so that must've been very scary to be a non-traditional student going back to school, you know, moving to a whole new state to learn this whole new venture. So I'd love to hear a little bit more of what your brain felt like in that moment, because I'm sure it was a whole lot of, holy cow, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people thought I was you know, crazy because I had a stable job. Uh, my wife, who is, is my wife, I married, I, we didn't get married, we weren't ready to get married. And it, it, was, a, it was a tough first year. I said, I'm going to yeah. Atlanta. I left on her birthday, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> and goodness! It, it was, and the first, <laughs> you probably the still first hear about that <laughs> relationship. Yeah, it just so happens that's what the date was, and the real, you know, yeah. it was it was hard on her. The first year was really tough, and yeah. um, you know, it just you know at the time it just this is what I needed to do. And I look back now, you know, as you get older, I'm mean, 34 as an adult, but you're still, especially when you're changing careers and you're giving up so much. Um, I, I was almost like, it was all on me. It was all on me. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't have, and I didn't have a plan B, right? So there's no way I was going to fail. And in school, um, um, I was a little bit older than some of the students there at 34, but there was people older than me. I mean, we had, we had a 72 year old medical doctor decide he wanted to be a chiropractor. So, I mean, there's Whoa. a variety of different reasons why, why uh, ages when people go, but I'd say um, the first year was really tough, and then uh, sort of a sort of the, the help you because relationships are are a part of our lives. So my wife, her name's Christia, she calls me up when I'm in chiropractic school, and she says, "Jeff, I can't move my neck." Right? She had torticollis, and I'm a first year student, and I'm just like mm -hmm. just a sponge, just trying to right? I'm not going to fail. So I'm just going to get all this information. I'm not skipping classes. I'm paying a lot of money for this. Um, left everything go. I took all my mm -hmm. furniture with me, everything, because I didn't know if we were going to get married. And she hurt her <laughs> neck. And I said, listen, go to this chiropractor. It's a, it's a well-known chiropractor. Um, there's a lot of well-known chiropractors in Pennsylvania. I said, go to this one in York, Pennsylvania. That's where she lives. And 
what they did is not only did they help her, they taught her what chiropractic was about. And only till then did she know why I was doing what I was doing. So mm -hmm. she had to go through that experience. She goes, oh, now I know why you're doing this. And then it actually, if that moment didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have got married. I probably would have been going on my own, doing whatever, a different direction. Wow. But I mean, the, a lot of crossroads, you know, a lot of, um, you know, pretty proud of myself for, you know, as, as much as I can procrastinate. Uh, <laughs> I, I look back now and sometimes I take it for granted the, the chance that I took um and so I'm, i went off on a tangent i don't know if i answered your question but. <laughs> no i think that was great and and i hope that it inspires people that it's never too late and like you said 35 right. is not even old 72 now that's old <laughs> you know to, to say i'm going to change my career but at the same time you know, time passes regardless, you know, you're going to be 72 one day anyway, you might as well be 72 and following your dreams and 72 and miserable. And yeah. so I think it's really inspiring that, and that not only that, but you also didn't see this as your final destination, you know, like you still see yourself with more places to go. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And like, does that feel scary? Or like, what is, you know, how do you move forward? How do you keep changing it and without being paralyzed by fear or rejection or failure or anything like that? Well, everything's been a stepping stone, right? So mm -hmm. every choice, um, everything's, you know, the plan, right? From middle school has been to go from, you know, I was a teacher, doctor means teacher. And so I had that foundation in me to go to the next level. I think the challenge that I have right now is going to that next level is, um, I guess that's a good problem to have, is just trying to figure out the time, mm -hmm. time to do it. Um, we're so fortunate that um, we were able to be open during the pandemic. I mean, our practice has doubled. Mm. Um, and so what does that do? It's, um, you know, it takes more time out of me, but I'm helping more people, but that's what my, mm -hmm. um, that's what my mission was from the beginning. It was never about money. It was all about, let's change this community. Let's change this community. Um, and so um, I, I want to be able to, you know, I, I, I dabble in all this other stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. podcasting, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they haven't got off the ground yet. Um, so there's a little procrastination with that, a little shiny shiny nickel shiny quarter <laughs> syndrome oh i like that or i like that or i like that. right <laughs> you've been to my office and see all the, the the uh all the all the stuff i have um but action mm -hmm. is what's needed so i think it's one thing i can learn is yeah, i made that jump um you know from teaching uh a little bit different i was all by myself so the only person i was responsible for was me well now i have kids and mm -hmm and teenagers and and then and just responsibility so um i'm gonna get there um uh i just need i think the the buffer the buffer i need yeah. to say no to things so i can say yes to other things or or vice mm -hmm. versa um yeah. but um yeah i just i'm ready i just need that next springboard right that next mm -hmm. I think uh, there's a little bit more responsibility in my end now, but it's going to happen. 
And mm-hmm. I mean, the vision is I see me retiring, you know, at some point my wife is starting to say, Hey, we got to retire in five years. It's like, what? It's like, <laughs> how, how are we going to pay for college? How are we going to do all these things? And um, so I, I, I don't necessarily want to retire, but we're working on that next level of yeah. how can I have more time to do the next level? So things. we can travel yeah. and I can still with the digital world, educate doctors and, and help them out. Absolutely. I, I can just only imagine how valuable you would be to the next group of doctors. I think for what it's worth, I think you would do a really great job at that. Well, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, my, I feel like there's a lot of, there's two different boats, right? There's people who are just like, I can't wait to retire. I'm one of those actually. <laughs> Um, I look forward to the day where I don't have to work. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of other people who they don't ever want to, you know, they're like, I, I want to keep doing, I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. And I'm so inspired by that. And I think that really shows when you're in your zone that like, you don't want to stop it because you enjoy it. Right. Like it's something that you like doing versus just something that exactly what you said that you have to do every day, you know, a job. you know, it's just something that you um, are required to do. I feel like there's a big difference there. Um, I don't know if you have a take on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I was I was taught. It was probably around the same time in middle school. This guy, I don't know his name. Is that the Y? Middle school was monumental for you. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> hey, middle school boys go talk to them. Uh, they're all over the place. Um, yeah. I'd say this. 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 Uh, this gentleman, he's probably in college or something like that. I saw him at the Y and I, I don't even remember his name, but he said to me, right, these little things you don't forget. He says, pick a job that you like to do that's a part of your lifestyle and it won't be a job, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's everything I've done in my life except for working on a farm, which did teach me a lot of lessons when I was young. I'd say, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, this is hard work. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. But I, you know, this isn't, this isn't how I'm going to give back to, give back to the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I think when you find an occupation, that's a part of your lifestyle. Um, you know, that's important. Even, even when people retire, um, what do they do? They go and they volunteer, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the foundation to, to relationships and, and, work or whatever you want to call it is find something that you're making a difference i mean where you work you're making a difference whether that's your lifelong thing who knows but but you're going to grow as a person as well and uh you know we're either growing or dying and uh, you know i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not dying i'm i'm moving in the right i want to move <laughs> in the right direction same so i guess here we grow <laughs> that's right so i'm curious if when you look back if you could talk to your younger self I know obviously maybe it's your middle school self because you we've talked about him a lot but is there any advice that you would give your your younger self um, in preparation for like who you are today um well it's a lesson I learned later um but just to start you can always change Mm -hmm. your mind yeah You you can always change your mind just start the project I mean sort of giving that um, to where I am now. It's, uh, um, you know, boys are 
out there when they're in middle school or high school. You know, boys have to grow up in eight to 12 years. Girls, four years. They have to grow up in four years. I'm finding that out as teenage girls. <laughs> and, and so just to start and um, realize that if you make a mistake, that's okay. You can always change your mind. It doesn't have to, have to be doesn't have to be perfect. And along with that is, um, and this is, these are things that I've learned that I'm doing now, but if I could have learned them a little earlier, it might've changed the direct, the direction I go, but not just asking questions, but asking better questions. Mm -hmm. Asking the question before the question, why is this? I mean, you can get too analytical with that, but um, I think it helps. I use that in healthcare all the time. And so just saying, okay, a back pain will do this. What I think we need to ask why so we can pre prevent it or, or just make your body healthier so it can do what it's supposed to do. So ask better questions and start because you can always change your mind. Absolutely. No, I love both of those things. I think it's important to question everything, you know, trust, but verify. You know, I think that's a quote by a president at some point, but um you know, trust people, but always verify and, and confirm that, that you're getting the right information because I think things vary so much from person to person and what's right for one person may not be right for you. And, you know, I, I think it's just important to, to be authentic with that. What would you say was maybe one of your most defining moments or something that you hold on to that keeps you going on the days where you feel less than awesome? Um, I guess back to the, my story is changing careers, taking that, I mean, that was a huge springboard. Mm -hmm. I mean, leaving a career that you're financially sound, no debt, you love what you do, you're not burned out, and you just give it away. Mm -hmm. um, I think, um, sometimes I think, was that me? Did I really have the confidence? <laughs> Did I really have the confidence to do that? And I'd say, as I go through challenging times, whatever it may be, I try to look at them as rubber bullets, right? They just hit me and bounce mm -hmm. off. And, and um, you know, emotional decisions, don't make them, right? So you, you have to listen to your heart, your head, a little combination of both. But I would say the defining moment that I need to remember as I'm moving to this next direction, wherever it may be, I think I know where I'm going but I just need to keep working towards that is that the funny moment is, I mean, I don't want to take it for granted. Sometimes I'm in the middle of things, just adjusting hundred people a day and thinking, Oh, this, I'm having this challenge or I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, this is nothing compared to what you did before. So that gives you confidence, right? Mm -hmm. You know, self-awareness. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's one of the defining moments without a doubt. Do you ever miss it? You know, do you ever look back and miss the the former you or the former career? Or did you ever, you know, I probably when I you were in the have... throes of studying for finals, yeah. you know? Well, um, I'm, uh, so I'm still involved with swimming, right? I, I coach mm -hmm. swimming and director of aquatics and all that stuff. And I still, I still coach and now my kids are swimmers and it's funny. Uh, the high school I used to teach at is just 20 minutes down the road. So the kids I taught in high school, right, or age group or whatever, they have kids now. So mm. I have coached their kids, right, on the side or so just private. So, so I get a little, 
I think a couple of years ago, I was coaching a lot at the Y. I mean, I'd have to run from my practice here to run. And, and mm-hmm. I had to realize that there's other coaches here. I don't need to do, I don't need to be the director anymore. I just need to sprinkle, mm-hmm. sprinkle my pixie dust on them and, and give them the, the, the lessons that I've learned. So it's, it's, I've, I, it's still a part of my life as far as teaching and specifically teaching swimming and what I was doing. Um, and of course, you know, my kids are in school now. So, you know, not that I'm involved with their teaching because as a, as a father of two teenage girls, I know nothing. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I just, I just listen. They'll come around. Just, yeah, when they're 30, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a little bit early, but no, it's, it's all good. I, I, you know, the bottom line, the bottom line is with every, everything I've come to realize two things, right? Usually it's three things, right? The number three with me, but two things is I want to be happy and I want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Same thing for my kids. That's all I want. Happy and healthy. You know, they're going through some tough times where they don't get necessarily what they want, but that's okay. I just have to, they need to figure it out. So mm-hmm. st- I guess I'm still teaching, but it is, I thought being a teacher all those years and all the courses I've taken, parenting would be the easiest thing. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I thought I had all these teaching skills. It does, didn't, didn't help at all. Other than, <laughs> Uh, other than I need instead of lecturing, I just need to listen. And, yeah. And so, and that helps. That helps with with my patients as well. It's just listening instead of just lecturing. I need to take a step back and do that even more often. I think that's such a good piece of advice because most of the time, when we're in the middle of something chaotic, if we would just like stop and pay attention whether it's to our environment or to whoever it is that's bothering us or to whatever it is that's making us frustrated. Or I think if we would just like stop and listen or pay attention or notice, it makes things a lot easier to manage. So I think that's a really good tip. Absolutely. Um, I can say as a, a woman who once was a teenage daughter that it gets better. <laughs> Um, but I, I still to this day, yeah, I say to my dad, I'm like, I'm sorry, dad, for <laughs> who, who I thought you were when I was 16. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> well, what's something that you're really looking forward to right now? Uh, I think the next, I'm looking forward to the next level, the next springboard, the next challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to, I guess, figure that out. Some of our conversations talked a little bit about this, like what's my next occupation gonna be? Um, you know, trying to figure out what retirement would look like. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to, um, you know, I'm meeting with a bunch of doctors today to figure out how to bring in an associate. So if I need more time and you've been in my practice, it's, it gets yeah. kind of crazy in here. It's pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> I got to, how do I clone me? I, 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 these are lessons that I have to learn. So um, I'm in that mode right there where the practice is certainly stable and not to make more money or to do this or do that, but just to free me up. So uh, we mentioned at the beginning is I'm having a challenge with time. So, you know, you surround yourself with four or five people that you trust regardless of what the situation is. So that's what I'm working on right now um, to, you know, you, you can't do life by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. 
you got hopefully in if you have a spouse there's one and then you have family sometimes family aren't the best but uh, but then you have friends and then you have people in your in your profession as well and the people you, you meet along along the way um mm-hmm. so what am i looking forward to is i'm looking forward to the next level um mm-hmm. and still trying to figure that out but i think everyone's trying to figure it out so I don't, yeah. i'm not it's not a bad thing do you have any um advice on that for everybody who's trying to figure it out or anything that you latch on to start you can always change your mind <laughs> i love that and i always say it's a little bit different but like done is better than perfect so i think oftentimes like yeah once you start it's easy to just keep stopping because you're like, I, it's not great or it's not perfect or it's not how I wanted it to be. But sometimes you just got to get it out. That's how I was with this podcast, quite frankly. It's nowhere near perfect. And there are some weeks where I am like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. But then I remind myself that it's mine. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, nobody has an expectation on it but me. I think we're too hard on ourselves sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard that before. Done is better than perfect. But I just wrote it down again because I need to be... <laughs> reminded of that you know I uh you know you know there's other things I've been involved with that we haven't talked about not that we need to get into but just to touch on that I I'm a musician so I play in a band Mm -hmm. and uh when my wife comes and hear us play you know we're smart we write our own music so that way you can't screw up right when you try to copy (laughs) someone else's song yeah (laughs) so she comes in here and play and we know when we made a mistake she's like I had no idea so a lot of the times, you know, you want things to be perfect. Most people don't have no, have no clue. Right. Exactly. So, so, so be, don't beat yourself up and enjoy the ride. Exactly. I think about that when planning a wedding also, because there's so many <laughs> details where I'm like, ah, you know, it's so stressful. And then I remember, or people keep telling me that on the wedding day, like the guests had no idea that I was deciding between this cake, that cake, or this cake, and I chose this one, and it was the wrong one. Like nobody knows, you know. <laughs> so, um, so it seems like these trends can go through all parts of our life. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Well, Dr. Jeff, I one can't say enough how much I appreciate you and how much I yes, I, I found you because I was having physical ailments and you turned my lights on, but you turned not just like my body lights on, but also my mind. And I appreciate that you don't just say, great, let me adjust you and go home. But you really care about learning about me and my life and my fiance and being on this podcast. And I just really am grateful that you are the way that you are and that you have the practice the way that you have it. And for anybody that's listening, I know I don't have a whole lot of Harrisburg friends, (laughs) but if you are in central Pennsylvania, I would recommend literally everybody that I know to come see you because not only is it, does it feel good for like my neck and my back and my body, but I always leave feeling rejuvenated as well. So I thank you that you have taken the risks that you've taken and the steps that you've taken and done all the things that you've done to be where you are, because I know it impacts my life really greatly. Well, I appreciate you. And and more importantly, I appreciate your leap of faith with going to chiropractic. And I mean, there's a reason you came to my office. There's a reason yeah. somebody in Georgia knew about me. <laughs> um, and then and then with the people that are listening to this, right? You don't need to have friends in Harrisburg. They can contact me 
and then I'll find them a chiropractor, a true chiropractor that does chiropractic the way it's, in my opinion, the way it needs to be done. Um, yep. And I, I'm here to give, love, and serve. And um, that's what actually, um, you know, people talk about fundamentals. You go back to fundamentals when you have a challenge. Well, my fundamentals is my mindset of giving, loving, and serving. And that has served me well. And yeah. um, it, you've been a blessing. You've been a blessing to me as well. This is kind of like when I'm playing music. It's like I feed off the audience. They feed yeah. off me. Um, you, my, you and my patients give so much to me that mm -hmm. inspire me to do what I need to do and challenge me. Um, not you specifically, but uh, <laughs> it's, good for, it's good for me as a person. So I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, well, we're almost out of time here. So were there any last points that maybe you came prepared with that I haven't given you the space to say or anything that you wanted to leave us with? You know, um, as you get busy and you grow, take a second to step back and look in the fishbowl. You don't have to swim with the fish. Just take a step back and look to see what's going on. Sometimes you'll learn you need to learn in that way too, not just by doing, but by, by taking a step back. And then um, as you move forward with your life, um, you know, I'm in the middle of craziness with, with uh, just being a parent and, you know, hug your kids, <laughs> go on a date with your wife or your husband, you know, take time to do all the things that I guess don't get so engulfed in your occupation that you forget what living is really all about and just yeah. uh, hug somebody today right absolutely more hugs more <laughs> hugs less drugs we'll leave you with that <laughs> i love that <laughs> well i know you said that people can get in touch with you no matter where they are what's the best way for them to do that yeah i'd say the best thing to do is just to email me it's all good mm -hmm. i'll just give you my personal email uh, and then i'll tell you a couple other places but it's it's um, my initials j a so that's jeffrey allen j a ludwick l u d w i c k at gmail.com reach out you know whatever you need uh, i don't need to know you or meet you um i'll you know it's not just about my office or the people i know i'll uh help you in any way I can. If I can't find the answer, then I'll find someone that can. Um, you can check us out, go to our Facebook page. It's Camp Hill Family Chiropractic. Um, I have all my shiny quarter uh, websites too that aren't that aren't going right now, but, <laughs> but they're, they're coming to you soon. They're coming to you soon. And so, yeah, so people can just reach out to me through an email and then we can go from there. Love it. Well, thank you again for joining me today. It's been a great start to my morning. So I hope it has been for you too. Um, and for those listening, thank you so much for being along the journey. Every time is the best time. And I'm just so glad to have you here. So um, if you don't have anything else, Dr. Jeff, I think we'll let, let the people go. Okay. God bless you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Golden Hour. I so appreciate you following along the journey. I hope that you got some inspiration and some love and some encouragement, and hopefully some laughs today. Please like, share, subscribe, 
cheer along all the things I would love for this podcast to get to as many people as possible. So please like, share, subscribe, post on your Instagram, tag me, all the things. I really appreciate the support. I appreciate you wanting to make the world a better place by listening to this podcast and by just being you. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for following along. You can find me on Instagram at Kimmy Cantrell, and I will talk to you next time.